Hey, good morning. Good to see you all. I tell you what, uh, excuse me. Man, it is a good day. Last week, you remember me griping and complaining about the water situation and all that that was going on. And this morning, woke up and it was good. There was no wind blowing. The sun was shining. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, this is all right. Devil, you get you get behind me. That ain't, you ain't getting nothing on me this morning. So anyway, uh, man, I'm just full of it this morning. I feel good. Uh, got to, I'm full of it. Hey, don't take that the wrong way, though. <laughs> I'm full of the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping to hear. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping that that's all you see up here. I hope you don't see Tucker Loudon. I hope you're seeing Jesus. Um, but anyway, uh, good to see you all this morning. There's some people that have made it and uh, yeah, people that mean a lot to me. So thank you for coming. It's good to see you guys here this morning. And uh, we're just gonna we're gonna dive right into it. Corey, obviously, you see me here again this morning. Corey, our preacher, pastor, whatever you want to call him, uh, he is off in uh, I just lost it someplace, Kansas. Coffeeville. He's in Coffeeville, Kansas. He's uh, rodeoing with his daughters, watching his daughters rodeo. I, I talked to him last night. I don't know how they've done today so far, but yesterday, Alyssa had got second place, I think, in the goat time. Mr. Calf, but they are, they're living it, and they're loving it, and that's what they want to do. And, you know, as a dad, uh, our, our biggest ministry is right there in our own houses, in our own homes. And uh, that's what he's doing. He's, he's, he's ministering to his kids. He's being present for them, doing the things, and, and helping them chase their dreams. And so it's so awesome. And we are blessed because of it. He gets to, I've never seen that guy when he's not on fire. I've never seen that. He's always on fire. But I know that when he gets to take a break and go do those things, it builds him up even more. And so when he comes back here, we just get it. We, we always get to see the Spirit and how the Lord's working through him. So it's a blessing to him. It's a blessing to us. And, uh, and uh, it's a blessing for me because I get to come and, and, and teach. And uh, when I teach, I have to know it. I have to learn it. And so it makes me get into the Bible deeper and, and figure some things out. So um, anyway, with all that stuff said, uh, Corey Clark, every Sunday, always says, Beecher Island is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving Bible-preaching church. And I promise that I am going to try to uphold the Bible-preaching part of it. The rest of it is taken care of. We love Jesus. We're independent. We're non-denominational. And uh, I'm going to stand up here. And I'm going to do the same thing that Corey does. There's nothing man-made. It's just what the Holy Spirit laid on my heart. And if there is something that is out of whack, I hope that somebody whacks me over the head to make sure that I get back into it. But I, I pray that if anything is not biblical, that it, it falls on deaf ears this morning. And so, anyway, thank you for being here. It's a good morning. Um, this morning, if you have your Bibles with you, we are going to be... Uh, toward the end of chapter 4 and, and the beginning of chapter 5 of Matthew. So if you have your, have your Bibles, uh, turn to Matthew around that chapter 5 area. And uh, as you're turning there, let's go to Him in prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, we just thank You for this morning. We thank You for Your Word. We thank You for this ability that we can dive into what You would have us here. And, and God, to, 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 uh, to let it have an effect on us. God, You tell us that, that Your Word is... Uh, is sharper than any two-edged sword and that it can get down to the depths of us. It can divide joints, marrow, all those things, God. And, uh, and God, I pray that that happens to each one of us this morning as we, as we learn from Your Word. God, just be with us. And let us hear You. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, so uh, I'm going to start chapter 4, verse about 23. And we're going to read here for just a little while. So if you'd like to follow along, that would be awesome. Chapter 4 of Matthew, verse 23. 
It says, Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. The news about him spread throughout all Syria and they brought to him all who were ill, those suffering with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis and Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan. Starting chapter 5. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. I'm going to stop right there. Man, the Word of God is good. And I, I can sit here and I can look out on the crowd, the people here sitting in these pews, and, and I'm guessing that there have been lots of sermons preached from right here, lots of sermons heard by you guys about this passage of Scripture. I'm guessing. There's a, there's a lot here. This is Jesus. This is He is deep into His ministry right now. He was, He's going and teaching and preaching and He's healing and He's doing all of He's being Jesus. He's being Jesus. He's doing His stuff. Like this is what He's doing. There's lots of sermons. And this morning I'm like, man, they've heard all that stuff. God like. But for some reason it just hit me again. It just hit me again. And so, so that's why... And I'm going to get into it a little bit later, why I was led to this. But, but Jesus was going, and, and I, want, I want you to know this. So Jesus was going through the area, and he was doing all this teaching, doing all this preaching. And there are people just coming. There are lots of people that are coming. And they're seeing what Jesus can do, and he's healing, and he's doing all these things. And they keep bringing people to him. And he's proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. He's telling all the good news. He's healing. He's fixing things. He's fixing troubles. And so he gets to a point where he sees all these crowds and they're all gathered around. And he sees the crowds and he goes on a mountainside and he sat down. And after he sat down, all of his disciples came to him. I want to be clear about something right here. A while back ago, in this building, we had a discussion about disciples and what disciples are, the difference between disciples and apostles, and that kind of thing. And I think we need to make sure, and I, want to, I, would, I just want to reiterate it before we go any further, about what a disciple is. If you look up what a disciple is, I looked on a concordance um, in the Bible of what, what, the, what the Greek word means of disciple. It means a pupil. It means a student. So, if... Jesus' disciples came to him to learn. 
They were just, they were students. They were just people that wanted to come and learn something. So this morning, as we are sitting here in this building, if you are here and you came because you want to learn about Jesus, some of you are here because you got grabbed by the ear by your mother and you made it to the pickup in that way. I don't know. I'm not, so hopefully not. But you came here this morning because you wanted to learn about Jesus. You want to learn more about Him. You are a disciple. And we can get into it. He had 12 disciples. They became apostles because they saw Him. I mean, we can go into the depths of it. We're not going to do that this morning. But for this morning, I want you to know that you are a disciple. If you, have, if you know Jesus Christ, if you have Him in your heart and in your soul, if you have confessed with your mouth that He is your Lord and Savior, if you, if you believe in your heart that He was raised from the dead, those kind of things, that makes you a disciple. And you're going to learn from Him. So this morning, as I stand up here and teach, I pray that you hear words of Jesus, not of Tucker Lathan. But you were a disciple. The disciples came to Jesus. A bunch of them. Not just four or five. In fact, just before that, um, in, in, in Matthew, was the first disciples that he got, as of right now, he's only got four of those twelve. And so he doesn't even have his, all of his twelve. So I want to be clear. That's what I'm trying to say. I want to be clear that his disciples, his learners, his pupils, his students, all of them were gathered up. And it was big. There was a lot of people coming. And he sat down. All of his disciples came to him and he began to teach and the first words that came out of his mouth, and, and this next passage, I know many of us know it as the Beatitudes. And he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He's telling his disciples, of those that come to learn from him, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. He's talking to his disciples, those that are wanting to learn from him. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. These people are blessed. And can, you, can you sit there and this morning I ask you this question. Which one of these are you? Are you one of them? Are you more than one of them? Are you born spirit? Are you mournful? Are you gentle? Are you hungry and thirsty? Which one of these things are you this morning? Because sometimes I look at this passage of scripture and I, and I, I, I because of the first two things that he says about being poor in spirit and mournful, it's, it's like all of a sudden, those are the first two things that he says. And, I don't know if you're like me, but boy, if Jesus was telling me that right in front of my face, I'm going to go, Jesus, I, like, I do not feel very blessed right now. I don't feel very blessed right now. And he's going to know you are. You are blessed. You are blessed. For yours is the kingdom of heaven. God, I don't, I just, I'm sad. There's something going on in my life right now. I, I, I'm sad. Someone passed away, maybe. What is that? Crops fail. We're blessed because of it. God, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Jesus, come on here. You're telling me I'm blessed. I'm not feeling blessed. I, I don't even feel gentle right now. It says, blessed are, blessed are the gentle. I think somebody will say, blessed are the meek. Blessed are the gentle. God, I don't, I don't ask my kids. I'm not very gentle right now. <laughs> God, I'm blessed. What do you mean? Jesus, I'm blessed. We were blessed. We were blessed because we were disciples. 
Because we are His. Because we are His. After all this, He is, is speaking to these people, His disciples, just like I'm speaking to you right now, and He's telling them these things. And right after that, He just he moves on, and He says, you are the salt of the earth. And I'm going to tell you this, it doesn't say that Jesus was talking to this huge, big group of people. They, they, were, they were sad and, and mournful and those kind of things. And, and, and I don't want to just, I just don't want to dog on just the negative things because it was definitely, if you're pure in heart, if you're merciful, those things are good things. You're blessed because of it. But he's not just talking to these, all these people. And it's, it's not like he just changes gears and goes to a small group of people and says that you are the salt of the earth. He's talking to the same people, the same bunch of people. You are the salt of the earth. This week, this week, I, had, I was blessed. I had an amazing thing happen to me. And uh, I knew it was coming. I knew it had been coming for a while, for a couple months. But there was this man who drove into my driveway on, I think it was Tuesday. He was driving a Kenworth truck, just a day cab, nothing fancy, had a, had a flatbed trailer on it. And on this flatbed trailer, there were three pallets of salt. Three pallets of salt. Now there are many of you in here that know about cattle, have cattle, see cattle. There are some of you that might not know anything about cattle. That's totally fine. I'm going to explain it to you the best way that I can. Um, but this man had come to me a couple months ago and he says, do you use salt? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we definitely use salt. He said, how much do you go through? Ah, I don't know, two, three ton a year. He says, I want to bless you. I want to bring you salt. I'm like, dude, no. You, you, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. I can go down to the co-op. I've got the funds available. I can go down and I can buy my own salt for my own cows, and it will be okay. And he's like, no, I, this is on my heart. The Lord is he's, he's calling me to do this. And I'm like, man, you can't do you can't you can't have God on your side. Like I can't say anything now, right? I can't get in the way. I'm like, alright, man. I will. I will allow this. I feel like it wasn't even up to me. He was going to do it one way or the other. It wasn't even up to me. But he says, I want to bless you with that. And so he pulls into my driveway. And I want to do some quick math right quick. If I call down to the co-op, I, I haven't priced salt because I haven't needed to this year. And now I don't need to for another year. But if I price salt, I think it's around $8 a bag. On each pallet, there's a ton of salt. There is 40 bags of 40, 50-pound bags of salt, right? Okay. So we got 40 bags at $8 a piece. That's $320 for a pallet of salt. There was three of those. Do the math. $960 was sitting on that trailer that he wanted to drop off and he wanted to bless me with. What in the world are you thinking, man? Like, that's a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot of money by anybody's standards. I could have went down, but, but I've got, I can go down and get it, but he blessed me. But I want to go further than that because it, it, it's a lot more than that. If we think about what salt is and what salt does for a cow, they need salt. You know what's crazy about salt is you can have, you can have different feed sources. You can have a, a bucket of corn. You can have a pile of silage. You can have really beautiful forth-cut and leafy, beautiful alfalfa. And, and they can go and, and they will enjoy all of that. They will eat it. They like it. But if they're a little bit short on salt, they will walk away from all three of those things to go over there and lick on that salt. It is one of the things that cattle will go and they crave it and they want it and they know that they need it. They'll walk away from all that good stuff. I'd go over here and lick on some salt. And when they intake that salt, when they take it in for themselves, I, I, don't, I, haven't, 
I've been in animal science classes back when I was in college, but I don't remember what all salt does. I know that there are two things that make up salt. There's a sodium and there's a chlorine, and when it goes into that cow, I don't know what happens. But I know this for sure, is it keeps them cows healthy. It makes their bodies work in ways that uh, the, little, the little inside parts of their cells and all that stuff, I don't know all the, all the, all, I don't know all the te terms of technology, but this salt is needed to make sure that things move inside their body the way that it should. And when things are working the way that it should, their immune system is better and they're healthier and they thrive and they do better and they eat better and they drink better and all this stuff to make this cow healthy. And when that cow is healthy, then she can raise a calf. And when that cow is healthy, she's going to raise a good calf. And I'm going to bring it full circle because you know what? That three ton of salt is going to feed about 150 head cows this summer through the year. And if she's healthy, that means that I'm going to have 150 healthy calves. And if those 150 healthy calves make it to the fall, when we sort them off and we put them on a truck and we send them to the sale barn, and I pray to the Lord that He does amazing things with the market, and we're just, just for the ease of mass sake, say that each one of those calves make $1,000 a piece. I'm not going to do the math right here. You can figure it out for yourselves. That is a pretty good chunk of change. Because this cow had everything that she needed, we can raise a calf that is going to help my family survive for the next year. Help my family survive for the next year. That blessing is a lot further than that $960 that came there on that trailer. That blessing is so that my family can have life and live just because a man wanted to bring me some salt. Just because a man wanted to bring me some salt. Jesus says you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. We think about what that salt does for those cows. That he, he's not saying you are like salt. He's not saying um, you have some of the properties of salt. He's saying you are the salt. He's talking to his disciples. You are the salt of the earth. I'm talking to you out here today. If you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you are the salt of the earth. What does that mean? I think about what we do with salt. We flavor food with it. Like, we, we use it to preserve things. I know that they did back in those days. They definitely did. We, they didn't have refrigeration and all the cool stuff that we have today. They did all that stuff. They, they preserved it with salt. You know, there's so many things that we can draw from salt knowing that if we have Jesus Christ in us, that we are preserved forever. That, that He is our life giver. All of those things. But when we think about the fact that we are salt, it's like, Lord, if you're telling me that I am salt, am I adding flavor to this world? <laughs> I tell you what, some days I don't feel very darn flavorful. There's not bad days, and I'm like, I, I, God, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where the flavor's coming from. I'm getting it from me. But maybe, maybe He is calling us to be a preservative. Maybe He's calling us to be a preservative. And you know, maybe through the things, the struggles, He just got done telling us how we were blessed because of some of the struggles we have in our life, but. Maybe He's calling us to preserve Him, preserve His holiness, preserve His Word, preserve His greatness. And I'm going to tell you this right now. That God, Jesus, does not need a human being to preserve who He is and what He is. But I believe in my heart that God created us as humans so that we can have a feeling inside of him, us to love Him back. To love Him back and go tell the world about Him. There's, a, there's Scripture... No, I don't remember. I think it's in Matthew. It's talking about the triumphal entry. Remember when Jesus has got on the colt that had never been ridden? He's going into Jerusalem, and he is, he's, this is the end of it. Like he knows he's going there. He's going to die for all the sins and do all the stuff. 
And there are people shouting. And they are raising the roof. They're just saying, Hosanna in the highest. And there's this Pharisee that comes and this, these Pharisees are saying, Jesus, rebuke your disciples. Tell them to stop. Tell, don't, don't talk like that. And Jesus says, even if they were quiet, the stones would cry out. The stones would cry out. God does not need humans to tell how glorious He is, how big He is, how mighty He is. Even the stones would do that. But He has chosen all of us to come and do those things. And maybe that is us as salt. And we can preserve His Word. If we can talk about something that happened to us. I'll tell you what. Seven years ago, we had some struggle in our life. We had a daughter that was fighting for her life on this bed. And if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, there's no way that little girl would have made it. There's no way. But I get to stand here today, seven years later, and I get to preach about how awesome our God is. I get to preserve that. I, if, if that's what it takes to be the salt of the earth, and that's what I'm trying to do. Because our God is so big. Our God is so good. Being the salt of the earth. You know, uh, I look back at at those beatitudes, and I go, I don't, I don't know why I'm blessed. I don't know why. I know I don't deserve it. But Jesus says that I, I don't feel very salty some days. But Jesus says that I'm salt. There are days that I struggle, and I go. Jesus, I don't feel salty today. And he goes, I know. I know. And I say, Jesus, there's, there's things in my life right now that I can't control. There's, it seems like things are going downhill. He goes, I know. Like, Jesus, I don't feel very salty right now. I know. And he says, uh, like, I see that Jesus, there are things in my life that, that hurt, that, that pain me. And he says, yeah, I know. Take a look at my back. And he says, I say, Jesus, there are things in my life that, that I feel like I've been hung out to dry. He goes, yeah, I know all about hanging. And he says, look at my hands. I know about hurt. Jesus, I'm trying to live for you. I'm trying to live this Christian life. I'm trying to be happy. I'm trying to be joyful. I'm supposed, like all these things that I'm supposed to be. God, I'm just not feeling that right now. He says, yeah, I know. Jesus, I feel like there's been people that have stabbed me in the back because of my belief in You. And He says, I know about being stabbed. Check out my side. I've been there. Jesus, I don't know how I can walk in Your name. Lord, I'm, I'm a sinner. Yeah, I know. Look at my feet. See where the nail holes are? I've taken care of all that. That is our Jesus. No matter how much pain, no matter how much toil, how much pressure that you have on your life, you are blessed because of it. And because you have Jesus Christ in your heart and your soul, you're blessed because of it. I know this didn't take up as much time as Corey generally does, but I'm about ready to wrap this thing up. But I want to invite the music team back up here. And I don't know, I might talk for a while longer. We'll just see how it all turns out. <laughs> But here's the thing that I want to say. That I believe 
If we keep reading in verse 13, it says, Then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the... Or, uh, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong page here. Chapter 5, verse 13, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. I want to tell you this. Jesus Christ is a smart... He was 100% God. He was 100% man. And, and the man that he was was 100% smart. Jesus Christ knows that when there is a molecule or whatever it is, an element of, of sodium and, and one of chlorine that come together, nothing can break that apart. Nothing can break that apart. And when those two things are together, it is going to do something to your taste buds that make you know that it is salt. And it is salt. And he says, if the salt becomes tasteless, how can it be made salty again? What he's saying is there is nothing that can separate that. There is nothing that can come in between those two things and make it not taste like salt again. You can't go and trample it, or you can't throw it out. It won't be trampled if it's always salt, if it's always there. And here's the thing that I want to tell you. That no matter what you think, no matter what you think, if Jesus Christ says you are salt, you are salt. That's right. And there is nothing more that you can do to become unsalty. Because you have Jesus in you. Because you have Jesus in you. Now we can go into that scripture that says uh, there's only one unforgivable sin and that's to blaspheme the Spirit. And, and that might tear you apart. But I would, I would argue that you never had Jesus in you. But if you have Jesus in you, there is nothing that can tear you apart from Him. If you are the salt of the earth, there is nothing. You will always be salt because He said you are. Because He said you are. Disciples, I'm talking to you today. Those of you sitting in the pews. You are the salt of the earth. And if there is someone in here that has no idea what I'm talking about, that you have never, never had the opportunity to, to think about this invisible God that we serve, that He is so real, that He is so big, that He is so amazing. But something today hits you. I want to have a conversation with you. I want to chat with you. I want you to know that He is real and He is big. And that He has plans for your life. And He wants you and you want Him. And when you are together, big things happen. And it doesn't matter if you are mournful, if you are poor in spirit, you are going to be blessed because you have Jesus Christ. If there's someone here today that has never accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, today's the day. I want you to know He has went to a place before us. We have to start before that. He went and He taught. He taught big things. He hung on a cross for our sins. He died for all the stuff. There's nothing that we can do to get back in good graces with God. He took care of it. It is finished. It was hung on the cross. All of our sins are gone. He was put in a tomb. Three days later, He was raised again. He was resurrected so that we could have life. If you believe all that, you are salt of the earth. And what a good feeling that is. So this morning, if this is the first time you're hearing these words, today's the day. If you have questions, you wonder what it's all about, how to do it, you can talk to me, you can talk to anybody. I would love to pray with you. Let's go to Him in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank You so much this morning. We thank You. God, there's times in our lives, You tell us, You tell us that we are blessed. Sometimes we don't feel blessed. God, you tell us through your son Jesus that we are salt. Yeah. Thank you. Jesus, that's what it's exactly. That's exactly what we are. No matter if we're feeling salty or not, Lord. 
because you say, because you say we are, then we are. Lord Jesus, I just pray for everyone this morning that, that they can know that, that we don't have to lead perfect lives, that we don't have to, that we don't have to do everything right and perfect uh, in order to be in good grace. All we have to do, Lord, is call on your name. God, when your spirit moves in us, I just pray that repentance comes. The Lord, that, that we can live for you even deeper. The Lord, that we can we can recognize the blessings even when we're not feeling like we're very blessed. Jesus, we we cannot be salt without you. God, I pray that everyone in this room wants to be salt because you are in there. Lord, this morning I pray for those souls who are hurting. I pray for those souls that are happy. I pray for all of those. God, that you would just move in them and be with them this morning. God, we are salt because you say we are. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.